TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. The Vikings game just ended. What'd you think? Let's hear it. It's Vikings Vent Live. Call us at 651-646-8255 or tweet us at Score North. Vent, this is Vikings Vent Live. And Mike Boone, who is making his second NFL start, starts the game with a bang. A huge gain on the first playoff left tackle, had a huge hole, and well, this, gain of 59. Yeah, this... You hear by the roar of the crowd, they don't care that this game doesn't have a playoff meaningful and a fumble, and it's recovered by the Bears. So Mike Boone, after the great 59-yard run, fumbles, and Bilal Nichols recovers for the Bears. Well, that was fun. Vikings vent line <laughs> underway on Score North on 1500 AM, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. If you want to jump in and give your thoughts on the Week 17 fourth preseason game that we just watched <laughs> between the Vikings and the Bears, the game that no one meaningful for the Vikings really played, feel free to jump in at 651-646-8255. That game doesn't matter. The game that matters more is ongoing right now between the Packers and the Lions. That's tied up at uh, 20 apiece with just under four minutes left in regulation and I I say we just go to the phones Manny because we already Mm -hmm. have a couple of calls lined up again if you want to jump in give your thoughts on the game that just happened or what could be happening next week I completely understand if you really don't want to talk about what we just witnessed I can't say I blame you (laughs) like for instance I am very anti doing the wave at sporting events guy but fans there were doing the wave today yeah and Manny I can't blame them one bit not at all. I mean, this game meant absolutely nothing as far as standings and playoff positioning. There was nothing to it. And, uh, yeah, it was basically, I mean, the Vikings were playing that game as if it was the fourth preseason game. And uh, it meant nothing, and they ended up losing, and who cares? All right, 651-646-8255. Starting the show the best way we possibly can. John in Manhattan, what's up? What's up, John? What's up, fellas? It is an honor uh, to be starting the show the best way you can. Uh, hopefully this isn't a disappointment. So, let's see. John hung up. It was a disappointment, we John. Lose? We lost John. <laughs> John said the best way possible, and then immediately his his call is dropped. You, Amazing. It, there is nothing more preseason than that. Nothing more preseason <laughs> than that. All right, Jeff in St. Louis Park, what's up? I hope I can uh, follow up on that great call. I hope um, you can, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know. Oh, I, I think I know what's happening. What's happening? Because you're, 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 when you're punching the caller up, you're punching them up on the wrong side. And that's, what, that's what's happening. So, well, hopefully those callers call back. That's why John ended up dropping off, too. All right, Alec in South Dakota, will you be able to stay with us? <laughs> I believe so, hopefully. All right, what's up, Alec? Yeah, so, I mean, kind of like you guys said, basically a preseason game doesn't mean anything. But I, I guess to play devil's advocate, it really would have been nice to not go 0-2 against Green Bay and Chicago in the regular season. I don't know. That just kind of, you know, as a rival, you know, playing a rival, that just kind of, I don't know, that just kind of stinks, I guess. But, you know, honestly, the defense even, you know, playing with, you know, some of these backups, the defense looked pretty good, you know, as a whole. I just think, you know, on offense, they just, you know, weren't really interested in moving the ball or anything, you know. It's just trying trying to play it safe, which is fine. Like Manny said, 
game means absolutely nothing. Who cares? We're locked into that seed. Um, I think, you know, but I think the the biggest takeaway, the biggest positive out of this game, other than like, you know, Odenabo or Boone, is actually Dan Bailey. I think that, you know, him getting the work in that he has got in today, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll need that confidence, um, you know, going into the postseason. Who knows, guys? Uh, thanks, thanks for taking my call. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Alec. And it's hard to fault them for not being able to move the ball offensively. I mean, Sean Mannion was the quarterback. Yep. Mike Boone, actually, Mike Boone played well for the. Okay, maybe well is not the right word. <laughs> Mike Boone had an interesting day with yeah. a fumble, a tipped pass off his hands that gets intercepted, but finished with, what, over 150 yards rushing, a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So he had an interesting day. I guess we could say that he's a bright spot. Yeah, after last week, not playing very well at all against against the Packers. And, you know, you credit the Packers' defense, their defensive front, for making it a tough day for him to run the football. But, yeah, he was he was pretty good today. I think it, it kind of shows why they like him and why they've kept him around for the last couple of years. Um, but, yeah, he was he was solid. And, and I think when you consider your top two running backs, Dalvin Cook and Alex Madison, are, you know, obviously they, they sat out today. And, you know, they've both been – Dealing with injuries, if something happens to one of those two guys next week, you got to hope that a guy like Mike Boone can step in and give you a little bit of something. If you know if Alex Madison ends up getting injured next week, or or if Dalvin Cook, heaven forbid, gets knocked out of the game or something like that, you've got another guy in Mike Boone that you can kind of rely on. So that was that was that was something good to see today. All right, John in Manhattan, let's let's try this again. What's up, buddy? Oh, I don't know what happened. I'm so sorry about that. It's okay. Uh, I think it was on our end. You're all right. You are all, all is forgiven, John. Thanks, guys. Uh, so basically, I was just saying, you know, two weeks ago we were talking about twelve and four. We, if we win out, we're the five seed. Uh, it's our, you know, whatever. And uh, Mackie went on the whole thing about this would be the worst luck of any twelve and four team ever. And here we are, Kirk Cousins led team. Not today. Ten and six. No, but overall, 10 and 6, going back to Lambeau. And here's my big nervous. I mean, we'll see who wins that game. But if we do play the Packers or whoever we play, I I mean, I know I'm, I'm the beacon of, of no, you know, no hope, no faith. And, uh, <laughs> you know, because there's no Joe on the show, I feel like, you know, I'll speak for both of us. It's going to be a tall order, a I- very tall order. I, I can't uh, disagree. It's going to be. I think it's going to be a tall order, no matter where they have to go. Whether it's Green Bay, whether it's Seattle, whether it's Dallas, New Orleans, or, uh, wherever. Philadelphia might have been real nice. Uh, sure, but, but uh, once they got into that six seed, it was going to be a tall order, no matter what. Right, and so here's 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 what I will say though. We all know Kirk Cousins ruined Christmas. Yes, he did. <laughs> we have a chance. This is this is the week of the new year, and I will wait to to. Uh, you know, talk about, uh, you know, whether it's a good new year or not until after, you know, we'll get a couple days uh, of, a, of a leeway because we're not going to rely on the uh, Gophers to, to set us up. So I will say, uh, you know, I have ho- I do have hope that I, 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 I know it's going to sound weird, but I have hope that Kirk Cousins might save New Year's. Is this Christmas, actually John? New Year's, huh? Is this this isn't John? This is Jeff in Boston, right? Has to be. <laughs> no, Jeff. Jeff in Boston. Uh, he's after that fifty-yard run to start from Mike Boone when all he needed was five points last week. 
Jeff in Boston took a walk with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> John, thank you for the call. We will talk to you tomorrow. Jeff in Boston was uh, John's positive brother for mm-hmm. everyone out there. But it, it's interesting to see whether or not where people are at in terms of having hope with this team moving forward because it's hard for me to get behind them possibly being able to beat Green Bay in Green Bay after what we saw happen here just this past Monday night. It's difficult for me to have a lot of belief that they can go somewhere and win a playoff game right now, Manny. Yeah, I mean, and and hell, you and I were talking off the air before the the show started. It's like, because they were talking on the broadcast, Dick Stockton and and Mark Schlereth, who were calling the game on Fox, they were talking about how the Vikings could, you know, if the scores held up and the Packers were trailing at the time, now they're tied. Uh, if those scores held up, the Vikings would obviously go to Green Bay uh, for Wild Card Weekend. And you and I were both talking like, the, it's hard to really trust the Vikings to even go into Lambeau and win a game right now because on paper, the Vikings are better than the Packers on paper when they're fully yeah, healthy. That, they that's what be. I thought prior to Monday night. I thought that the I really did. But it's I thought like, the Vikings were going to win Monday night, and then after seeing that, I can't believe in them. I can't trust got, them. They've had two shots at the Packers, and they haven't delivered, and they've come up short, and it's been largely because the offense underwhelming, the the offensive line not able to handle the Packers front with you know Dean Lowry and and the Smith boys and Kenny Clark. They the Vikings offensive line just they can't handle that group, and we saw it Monday night. We saw it in Week Two. And if that's going to be the case going into this matchup at Lambeau, if that ends up being the matchup, it's gonna it's it's hard to really see the Vikings going there and and winning because they haven't shown that they can do that yet. All right, Monty in St. Paul, what's up? Hey, what's going on? How y'all doing? Doing well. What's up today? I just I'm, I'm kind of upset because I just don't see why nobody told Kirk Cousins to take his helmet off on the sideline. Like he just looked it so stupid all day today to me <laughs> to have an helmet on. It was just so irritating just looking at it. But I do want to ask you guys, um, what do you think is the best option right now? Even though I don't believe we're going to win no matter what. What team out of Saints, um, Seattle, and of course Green Bay? Who do you guys think we even have a small chance to win against? Thank you guys for taking my call. Thank you, Monty. I'm I'm going to uh, put you on hold. I, I do like that question. You're yeah. going to be the uh, the popcorn caller of the game, sponsored by Popcorn at Minnetonka. You can find them on the Upper Concourse, Section 325 at U.S. Bank Stadium. At every home game, fresh popcorn available in six customer favorite flavors. And that's an interesting question, one that we certainly are going to talk about. And and soon enough, we'll know what the the case is going to be for them. But. Despite what happened last week, I think Lambeau Field's probably the easiest place for them to play. Mm-hmm. I give them zero chance to go to New Orleans and beat no the chance. Saints in, in the Dome there. No chance. I give them more of a chance to do so in Seattle because I don't know how good Seattle actually is. Mm-hmm. But I think Seattle's got the best quarterback, has a better quarterback than the Packers right now. Which Seattle, I, I can't believe I'm saying, but and, that's what I believe. And Seattle's been better on the road this year than they have been at home anyway, which is really hard to believe because it's always, for them especially during the Pete Carroll run, it's always been the opposite. They've always been sort of a so-so team on the road, and they've been so dominant at home. But this year, they they haven't been good at home at all this year. And, yeah. you know, they've got the, the big game tonight against San Francisco for the division. But, yeah, I mean, it, it does seem like Lambeau, even despite what I just said two minutes ago, it does seem like Lambeau would be the best chance for them to to win a game, but even then, it's just it, it's hard to really envision them them doing this. It it really is. 
Back to the phones we go. 651-646-8255. Sam in D.C., what's up today, man? Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. You got it. What's on um, your mind? You know, I, I agree with you in that I think the Packers are probably the best-case scenario for a playoff team. But at the same time, you know, I've been watching this Lions-Packers game, and the most frustrating part is that I really still do not think the Packers are a good team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, Rodgers is clearly falling off. You know, they beat us pretty handedly, which I think speaks more to the Vikings just not being good in that particular game um, and just getting dominated on, on the offensive line. Um, you know, Rodgers just got picked off. Yeah. yeah. Um, and <laughs> it, it's just frustrating because this is a team that can very easily be beaten, but for some reason we still cannot beat them. Um and it takes, you know, the incompetence of, like, the Lions, like Matt Patricia, to somehow, like, you know, if that happens, then, like, the Packers probably win. And so I guess I just, as much as we want to think, oh, the Packers are, you know, oh, oh, we can beat them, they still find these really super ugly ways to win. And I think that just says more about the Vikings than it does that the Packers are a bad team. So that's taking my call. Curious to get your thoughts on that. You got it. Thanks for the call, Sam. And it, it is interesting because they're, I don't, I still don't believe in the Packers as a really good team, even after they yeah. came in here and, and, and they, they kicked the crap out of the Vikings. Let's just call yep. it what it is. That's they what dominate. they did last Monday night. But I still don't believe in them as a Super Bowl contender. No, I don't either. And it's, it's crazy that they still have like, I think like a puncher's chance. Well, maybe not depending on, I don't know what the tiebreaker situation is between them and the Saints, but. Because um, the Saints obviously won today, but yeah. um, but it's crazy to think that they still have a shot. I mean, if, depending on what happens at the end of the game here, of getting a first round bye, and you know, I I but I just don't I I think the problem with the Vikings and the Packers is sometimes this stuff just comes down to matchups mm-hmm. and s- matchups between certain aspects of of these games, and I think right now. Even though the Packers are not really a, a very good team, their offense is not very good. Aaron Rodgers has obviously declined, and he's just older. He doesn't have a great amount of weapons outside of his running back, and he has one pretty good wide receiver. But I I think the biggest problem is I think the Packers' front four or front five, whatever you want to call it, is just a bad matchup for the Vikings' offensive line. Who, I don't, any team that can get after the quarterback is a bad matchup for the Vikings. There's yeah. no question about that, because this offensive line, while not quite as bad as it was at the beginning of the season, still isn't very good, and that's that's yeah. an issue that they're going to have to continue to deal with in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, anytime, really, we've seen it all year, anytime they go up against a defensive front with a lot of big, physical, overpowering linemen, it's always a problem for this offensive line, particularly the guys on the interior. And the Packers have that with Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry, and then they have the Smith guys coming in off the edge. And that has just been continually a problem for this Vikings offensive line. It was a problem against the Bears in Week 4. A little bit of a problem today. I mean, although today it's kind of hard to use that is sort of a measuring stick because it didn't really... I, the I'm Bears gonna, weren't at full I'm, strength. I, well, and, I'm going to... Nothing that happened today yeah. matters to me. Yeah. I, I don't think that... You could not watch today's game, and it, right. it doesn't matter. Yeah. There is nothing to take away from from what happened today. And I know... 100%. That earlier in the year, it was difficult for me to say how much I learned about the Vikings when they were going up against teams like Oakland and, and a few other ones. 
But if you were really looking for a game that there are no takeaways from, today was that game. Mm-hmm. We and learned nothing about these teams. So, the, I mean, what we've learned throughout most of the season, though, with this team is that if they go up against a team with a very strong, big, physical, powerful defensive front, they're going to have problems. And we saw it twice against the Packers this year. We saw it once in Week 4 against the Chicago Bears. We saw it against Kansas City with Chris Jones, who's really good up front for the Chiefs. So anytime they get they get matched up with that sort of a front... Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He did it? Congratulations. 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 It happened? We're popping champagne bottles. Guys, miracles, oh. miracles happen. Let me break down what just happened here when I was okay. watching live in the studio. <laughs> Young Hoku nails the... Field goal to tie, 22-22 with time expiring. They go to overtime. He kicks off, touchback. First snap of the drive, Jameis Winston, pick six, <laughs> and he gets to 30 picks on the year. Oh, my gosh, that's that amazing. Is amazing. That is amazing. That is the best way that this could possibly happen. What You're if I told you you could be so good and so bad? 30 for 30 presents the Jameis Winston story. And Manny, I'm sorry to cut you off, but this no. is something that we were following yes. throughout the course of the day. 100%, no and problem. It, it looked like the that Matt Ryan might have some ice in his veins. They go to overtime and like clockwork. It, it's the sh- I, I got the kind of play cast going on here with NFL.com. Mm-hmm. It was 22-22. I looked away and I looked back. It's 28-22. Falcons win. I'm like, wait, what's going on? Play updating. I was like, please don't be a fumble. I saw, I saw, I saw AJ like, <laughs> six. like pumping his fists and waving his arms in the air. I had no idea what was going on back there. There is no better way for Jameis Winston to end his season with than with his final pass of the season being a pick six to lose the game, and it's his thirtieth pick of the season. All right, let's go back to the phones real quick, and then we can continue to pile on Jameis Winston if we would like. We're going to go to uh, Jameis's area now. Ben in Florida, what's up? Hey guys, uh, I'm actually from Tallahassee. I saw Jameis Winston play at Florida State. That was exactly the way that should end. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's that's the fitting for him. Uh, but I will say this though. This is going to be probably the most important week of Mike Zimmer's coaching tenure, particularly if they end up playing the Packers in the first round of the playoffs. If you lose that game, he could, it's inexcusable to lose a team three straight times. Agree. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It, just does, it doesn't matter how good they are. You cannot lose a team three straight times. So he, I, I, if he wins in Green Bay, and I, I, I guess he comes back, you ruin the Packers season and, you know, we can you can harp on things like harp on something like that for a week, but you know, it's his playoff uh, his playoff record will be should, is what should be judged. It's one and two. There's another coach that the Vikings had that has a similar playoff record. His name is Brad Childress. Yep. So um, they, um, they will be he will be judged by his playoff record, and it's not good right now. Ben, thank you for the call. You're absolutely right. That's um, not good. Um, um, and uh, so, uh, um, and uh, obviously, uh, um. Mike in Ohio, <laughs> what's up? Greetings, um, Manny and Danny. What's Matt up, Mike? Ohio, what's up, guys? How are you Definitely. doing? Good. I'm sorry I got the delay there. Uh, just a couple things for you guys. 
I'm going to be negative Nancy here. Let's do uh, it. I mean, I've been a Vikings fan for a long time. You guys know they've this team is the Vikings franchise has won two road playoff games in almost 60 years in the history of the franchise. And we think they're going to win three. It ain't going to happen. They'll be lucky to get one. Um, Zimmer is 0-6 versus Nagy in the four. It's just not going to happen. So I'm going to switch this a little bit. I want a scenario for you guys because this is what I like to talk about. Uh, There's a gentleman in Miami today, Ryan Fitzpatrick, a.k.a. Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic, won, baby. Won at New England against Belichick in a game that mattered. New England blew their first round by. So if we rewind ourselves two years from now, the Vikings, instead of paying almost $30 million a year for Cousins, signs Fitzpatrick. The guy's making $5.5 million a year. Now, if you go to – I looked at the stats. Career winning percentage, Cousins is right around 500. Fitzpatrick is about 400. Terrible, but he has never played on a good football team. Do you imagine a scenario if we would have took the money that saved – Twenty plus million dollars signed Fitzpatrick. Now we can sign a a really good offensive lineman and a really good player in the secondary to go giving up Fitzpatrick all these scenarios. I, I just curious to think what you guys think the Vikings would look like. I'm sorry for kind of switching this up a little bit. But oh that's no, no, no! I want to talk about no. Thank you for the call, Mike. Really appreciate it. I just I don't think that they could win a suit. I don't think they can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. But I certainly don't think they can win a Super Bowl with Ryan Fitzpatrick either. I, I they're not. No. I so don't know. Saying, I don't know how much worse they are, but they're not better. So he's he's saying hypothetically, if the Vikings had went and got Ryan Fitzpatrick instead, instead of, of Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins, yes, two years ago. I mean, you probably with this receiving core, you probably could have done something similar to eight, seven and one last year. Yeah. With Ryan. I think last year, you're probably probably very similar last year. You're a little bit worse this year, Yep, but you're not a Super Bowl contender. And at the end of the day, that's what we are waiting for this franchise to be. Yeah. We're waiting for this franchise to win a Super Bowl. And I don't think Kirk cousins is going to be the guy that gets you there. And I don't think that Ryan Fitzpatrick certainly would not have been the guy that would get you there. No, Ryan Fitzpatrick is, he is a bridge quarterback. Yes. He is a guy that you bring in if you have a young guy waiting behind you. Now, the Dolphins, they traded for Josh Rosen, and he played, and he did not play well. I sort of question that if that situation was right for him. Anyway, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how good or bad Josh Rosen actually is. So, I I don't know. I mean, it it's... I think it's it's easy to look at this Kirk Cousins thing and, and look at his contract and say and look at last year especially and say, well, yeah, they probably would have been better off if, you know, they would have, you know, brought Case back for cheaper. They probably would have gotten the same record or something like that. But I, I've, I don't know. I've always been sort of torn on that whole thing about, you know, well, should they have still went and got Kirk or was that the right decision? I, I don't know. I think I can see both sides of it. It's just... You just, I, I think right now they just have to hope that he can be a guy that can lead them. But I'm like you, I, I just, I have my doubts that he can do that. I just don't see it. Well, now we can rule out a third matchup between the Vikings and the Packers. Mason Crosby buries a 33 year old, 33 yard field goal attempt at the final buzzer of regulation. Packers win. 
They will be one of the two teams that gets a first-round bye. They will not be the team taking on the Minnesota Vikings next weekend. Now we wait, Manny. It's either going to be New Orleans or it's going to be Seattle, depending on what happens tonight in the Seattle-San Francisco game. And we're going to talk about that. We've got one more segment of Vikings Vet Line coming up next. If you do want to jump in, 651-646-8255. You can find the show on Score North on 1500 AM, scorenorth.com, or the Score North mobile app. Isn't that perfect? Jameis Winston. No better way to end your season, man. No better way to end your season than a pick six on the final play for your 30th interception. (laughs) The show is Vikings Ventline on Score North on 1500 AM, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app available for Apple and Android. Minnesota Vikings are awaiting where they'll be heading for wildcard weekend. They are locked in as the number six seed in the NFC. We know this much. They won't be going to Green Bay as the Packers defeated the Lions today, 23-20. to So the the game tonight between Seattle and San Francisco will determine who faces Green Bay in the, the number three seed. If San Francisco wins, I believe New Orleans gets the number three seed, mm-hmm. and the Vikings would head there. If Seattle wins, I believe Seattle gets the number three seed, Yep, and the Vikings would then head there. We know that Seattle is playing on wildcard weekend. We don't know if they'll be the home or the road team. And we know that the Vikings are not playing the Packers. Head back to the phones we go. 651-646-8255. Let's go to Michael in Mississippi. What's up, Mike? What's going on, guys? How y'all doing today? Doing well. What's up? Okay, so praying for the Seattle win tonight. Because I'm pretty sure if Seattle Seattle wins tonight, Green Bay takes the one seed, correct? Yes, and New Orleans gets the two seed. And. And that would be an amazing path to make the NFC Championship. That's honestly the best bet, and I can't wait to watch that game tonight. But um, also, if they do lose, it's going to suck to play New Orleans, but I think if you want to play them, you want to play them next week. Uh, we didn't, I, I wasn't really a big fan of having to play Philadelphia, give them a week off, prepare, and then have to go to New Orleans with them getting a week off and us having to play. So I, I, I just wonder what you alls thoughts are about that with – actually like getting them the first game and you know it's probably not going to be a good outcome but i think it gives us a better chance thanks guys thanks for the call mike yeah maybe a slightly better chance um but i think at the end of the day if the vikings have to go into new orleans next weekend it's i think the season's going to be over i just don't think that this team particularly this quarterback is equipped to go into that environment and play well and make no mistake, Kirk Cousins will need to play extremely well for the Vikings to win a game in New Orleans, a playoff game in New Orleans. Um, I, I just don't think that this team is is equipped to go into that environment and and win. And that's largely because they just haven't shown that they can do that yet. Yeah, I mean, and they've had some opportunities this season to do that on the road against tough competition. You know, I mean, I I know they went into Dallas and won, but that game. You know, offensively, they played really well. Dalvin Cook was great that night, but Jason Garrett kind of handed the Vikings that game in the last possession for the Cowboys when he's handing the ball off to Ezekiel Elliott for minimal gain while his quarterback is lighting the Vikings' defense on fire. Yep. I mean, so 
that, I mean, you, you don't take anything away from the Vikings for winning that night, but the Cowboys are kind of who they are. So you, it's hard to well, really look at that I, I game think and that give them a ton of credit for that. When you're evaluating who you want the Vikings to play, you need to look at two things. You need to look at the quarterback they're playing against, and you yep. need to look at the atmosphere they will be playing in. Mm-hmm. And of the two options available, none of them are good. Yeah. You don't want to go to the Dome. You don't want to go down to New Orleans in the Dome. You don't want to go to CenturyLink out in Seattle. You don't want to face Drew Brees, and you don't want to face Russell Wilson. Yeah, and and when you look at Drew Brees and how he's playing right now, I mean, look at what they did today. And Carolina's, you know, they fired their coach weeks ago, and the Panthers are just a bad team, and, you know, Will Greer, they started him and all that stuff. But you just look at what the Saints have been doing the last few weeks. I, I mean, I just find it very hard to believe that anybody can really go in there and win in that environment. And in the postseason, it's different. They've lost a couple games at the Superdome this year. They lost to the 49ers. Yeah. They lost a clunker at home to Atlanta in the middle of the season. But you go there in January, it's a it's a different beast, man. And and you've got to be made of something specific, I think, to go on the road into that environment and win. And right now I don't think the Vikings are that team to do that. Nick and Blaine, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Danny, Manny, say uh, quickly, I'd like to say thanks for being on for a week 17 meaningless meaningless game. Absolutely. Uh, You know, we still got, obviously, people paying attention in the callers. And shout out to Jameis Winston, just absolutely fantastic. (laughs) Uh, Quickly, me and my buddy had a long-going bet who had a better career, Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota going out of college. I sadly took Mariota. And the fact that Jameis Winston is having a better career right now than Marcus Mariota with what he accomplished this year, it's just like, oh, man. Yeah, that, that's a bet where no one actually wins, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I still lose money. so that's that, then, then you lose, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so quickly, and then uh, no one really touched on this. I hate to be that guy. But the Lions, for uh, the second straight game against the Packers, obviously this season, had a big lead. And they blew it. But there was also still a controversial call that helped the Packers get a first down. That late hit on Aaron Rodgers was not a late hit. Yeah, that was but weak. It, that was a weak call, it, Nick. Right. So it, it, it's irrelevant. But um, uh, obviously, we're saying who we would rather face in the first round. But regardless, we're eventually going to have to face the Saints. And I don't think that's who anybody wants to play. So we're just obviously open for a little luck tonight. Um, you know, we'll have more tomorrow with all the Coffeehouse Club callers. But uh, enjoy the season, guys. Thanks, thanks a lot. Uh, thanks, thanks for man. the call, Nick. We, we appreciate you. Can't wait to talk to you and the rest of the Ventline Coffee Club tomorrow morning <laughs> when the show gets started at 10 a.m. with myself, Judd Zolget, and Manny Hill, as always. If you want to jump in real quick, we do have some lines open. 651-646-8255. Manny, I'd like to ask you this but while we continue on here. Mm-hmm. What are the factors that you look for in whether or not you want to pl- face a team in the playoffs, whether or not you want the Vikings to be facing someone in the playoffs? What do you look for there? With like the Vikings specifically? Yes. Um, I want to, I mean, obviously the, the easy answer is, you know, you're looking for Kirk Cousins to play well. That's the obvious answer. But also, I mean, going into this playoffs, I want to know how healthy Dalvin Cook is. Yeah. I mean, he is he is vital to everything that they do offensively, even when he's not, 
even when the ball isn't in his hands. I mean, just the threat of him getting the football, um, I think, really can open up things for other people. It can open up things for Thielen and Diggs in the passing game. It can open things up for Kirk Cousins. It can make the play-action pass more effective, and that's what Kirk Cousins needs to play well. So, for me, I'm I'm looking to see if, if Dalvin Cook is healthy, and if he can be effective, then you can maybe give the Vikings a little bit of a shot um, you know, against the Seattle and, you know, maybe even a smaller shot against the New Orleans Saints. Um, but also I'm looking at the, the secondary, too, on defense. Yeah. And, I mean, you, you just you look at the way Michael Thomas has played this year. He's the best wide receiver in the NFL. He has been this year. Set the record for catches in a season. You've got a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback throwing him the football. That's just a nightmare matchup for the Vikings secondary. And if I'm looking at a matchup, if I'm looking at a factor for the Vikings to have success in the postseason, I think those two things need to be on the positive side for them. I think they need Dalvin Cook to be healthy and at the top of his game. And they need something out of their secondary that can at least give them a chance. They're not going to shut anybody down, but they need to be able to do enough to give themselves a chance to win a game and against new orleans again i just have a hard time believing that the latter is going to be is going to come true yeah and i do think the best thing that happened for them was that they were locked into the six seed last week mm-hmm. the best thing that happened for them is that today didn't matter because they were never going to end up with a first round buy but they could treat this as their buy and yeah. that that helps immensely last call of the day jeff in texas what's up jeff Hey guys, so I'm, I am so excited because it's football and every week, any given Sunday, blah, blah, blah. I mean, well, Green Bay's gonna go in, they're gonna destroy Detroit, we all know that. Well, okay, they did sneak out a win, didn't destroy them. Patriots are gonna, uh, that's not a problem, they're gonna hold on. No, wait, they didn't. It's magic. Um, I, I just have, I, I think we can go in any place and, and, and do it. The whole new season, 4 0. Um, the big route by New Orleans. Um, coming off, I mean, if they do end up being the third seed, coming off, uh, you know, like a big confidence booster like we did in the Minneapolis Miracle, and then we just freaking laid an egg. Um, we can beat them. We can beat that team. I, I certainly think we can beat Seattle. So that's all I had to say. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being on after a relatively boring game. Thanks for the call, Jeff. Appreciate the time. I think we'll leave it there. We'll leave it with a little bit of optimism. Mm -hmm. I'm not certainly the most optimistic person when it comes to this team's playoff success. Jeff is more optimistic than I, but I think we'll end this show and this regular season with a little bit of optimism. They have a chance. There is a chance. There, There is a chance. I don't think it's a very high chance. But it's a chance. Yes, it absolutely is a We chance. are telling you there is a chance. Manny and myself will be back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. with Judd Zolgad. We'll talk probably not much about today's game. We will be talking about where the Vikings will be playing next Saturday or Sunday and who they'll be playing against. Thanks for checking us out today, tomorrow, 10 a.m., Score North on 1500 AM, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app available for Apple and Android devices. Can't wait to talk to you then.